Merry Christmas from Audio Fanfic Podcast. Hey guys, welcome. I can't say guys. God damn it. This is why we tried. See, Files. Avoiding, avoiding the awkward. People. People. Friends. Hey, y'all. No. Folks. I'm, I'm too much of a Yankee for that. Um, <laughs> hey, people. See, now it's just awkward. Welcome to another episode of AFP Top 3 from Audio Fanfic Podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm Kristen. Sorry. <laughs> Annie here. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So other than sickness and broken bones and dusty theaters <laughs> and being a freaking teacher. What's up? Sure. What? You, you're still a teacher. Long term yeah. sub, but yeah. Yep, that's teaching. What's going on? Um, Twitter's collapsing. Imploding. To put this in a time and place for everyone when we're recording. Yes. yes. Although they kept saying, oh, the World Cup's going to bring it down. And it's still happened. going last I checked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it'll actually go away or if it'll just become a dumpster fire that dumpster. never goes out. Right. Fizzle out. But this is like, this is the, this is the funny, interesting thing is that like, it was already a shit show. <laughs> like, with, you know, moderators behind the scene and people who are running quality control and all of this, with all of those people employed in their jobs, it was already a dumpster fire. So like, now it's an uncontrolled. I really just think fire. it's going to be untenable. Like yeah. I, I can't. I, I can't. I will. I will not be much of a presence on there. Yeah. Going forward, because like at the end of the day, even if it's still standing, what is what is he breeding on there? Like I just don't want to be a part of yeah. that right now. And that's just no. me. That's just me and my own issues and like they're not protecting trans people from harassment and hate speech. And Twitter was already doing a shit ass job of that anyways. Mm -hmm. So now that we know that like that's not even remotely a priority, it's like, okay, great. It's a free for all now. Yeah. 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 It's going to be rough. So Twitter's imploding. Um. I don't know. It's Thanksgiving week. Oh my god! I know, it's like January temperatures in November, also, which is ridiculous. It's freezing. So cold. So cold. I was just sitting in my living room, and I was like, I looked at Elliot. I'm like, "Are you cold?" She's like, "No." I'm like, "Great." And I grabbed my hoodie. I'm like, I'm just gonna bundle myself up because I, I need to. The other night to walk to my car at like nine, it was eight degrees out. Ooh. Jesus. It was Ooh. so, so cold. And this older woman stopped me, like homeless woman, and it, she was trying to find a shelter. And I didn't know where any shelters were to send her to. And I felt really bad for her. Mm. I gave her my gloves because she had gloves. And then, you know, poor thing. could be cold to my car, but she was out there the whole night, maybe. That sucks. It's so dangerous. Um, I'm very excited about turkey this year. Are you usually not excited about turkey? No. Is there something special about turkey this year? Uh, it's going to be done in 30 minutes. That's the best. I'm putting it in the instant pot. I found an nice. instant pot recipe oh, for turkey roast, and I'm nice. so excited. Smart. Yeah, I'm not even doing it this year. I was like, I'm not buying all the supplies. I don't care. <laughs> you should post the recipe, Rachel. Yeah. Oh, I did. It's on the Discord. Oh, is on it in the, the instant pot? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's in the it's instant pot then. section. Okay. Yeah. I should put my instant pot cheesecake recipe in there. You should. So. Yeah. For those who haven't joined yet, we have a lot of files on our new Discord, but we could use other fandoms if you're interested, even though we are doing a specifically top three X-Files. <laughs> hmm. so I should really think about this, this pitch. <laughs> I mean, I should rethink other this. ones. And we all participate in other fandoms. So yeah. 
Would yeah. it be interesting to do a top three other fandom? Yes. Like, yeah, even sorry. if it's like, what's your top fic of like, we each choose a different one. You know, yeah, like Rachel, basically you- our dope ass Rex though. Yeah. Like shut your face then. <laughs> sorry. But we could pick another fandom and that we all like, is there something else we all like? Trek puppy um, Sherlock over here. Well, you and I are Trek. I've only seen like two episodes of Sherlock. I have seen Buffy. I haven't read the fic. But it would I mean, be I don't love it, but way. I could come up. Well, yeah, I could come up with something. I don't love yeah. it. I mean, obviously yeah. cut this out of the podcast. I'll come up with <laughs> something. If we choose to do Sacrilege. That. I I'll don't want to get that out of the podcast. Or is there no, like a movie? Is there a movie we like that we could find fic for? Because there are movies with Fight the Future. I've never read fanfic but for a movie. <laughs> Shut up, Annie. <laughs> but like, like the cutting I want edge. To believe... There's got to be like <clears throat> cutting um, edge or practical magic fic or something. I've never seen either of those. Because I found Evil Dead fic. I read. Were you Evil not Dead there fic. when we watched Cutting Edge? I don't know what Cutting Edge is. The ice skating movie. Ice skating oh, movie. I saw that like. In elementary school, they showed it to us yeah. or something. You must have been busy that day. We all yeah, watched I, it. <laughs> we I didn't we watch watched it. Guys, like but like I remember when you did. Uh huh. I must have been gone or busy or whatever. And I watched Practical Magic all by my lonesome. Um, and it was delightful. A movie. Evil Dead, I like. Yeah, I just I would read the shit out of horror stuff. Some oh. Halloween fit. It's recently. funny horror. It's not horror horror. Yeah, Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween could be a fun thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we can make, figure make this out. Movie. I know yeah. that we wanted we to keep this short. Because <laughs> we haven't done movie fix, kind of. So we short, movie. short. What? Um, By the future doesn't count because it's just like a long episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. What's something that I don't like Star Wars? Oh, God. Please don't make me want no, watch no or read Star, Star Wars. Wars. No, no. I'm going to edit that out of the podcast. Why? Keep that in. I will die on that hill. Oh, Trevor once Wars. said when Trevor finally realized I had never seen Star Wars, he said we had to break up if I didn't watch it. And I said, okay. <laughs> okay to breaking up or okay yeah, to watching yeah. it? Okay to break. I respect that though. <laughs> but I, I did watch it. I have watched you them watched all. It. I've, I've seen all of them. I still don't really care, but, <laughs> but I did watch them. I don't I I don't want to read fan fiction for it though. See, that's the thing. Yeah. I only read fan fiction for things that I really yeah. really enjoy mm-hmm. or for things that just left me so mm-hmm. underwhelmed or mm-hmm. shafted if you're Voyager yeah. like Yeah. Yeah. Same. Oh, you felt or, shafted with Voyager? Oh, in terms of ship. Did you finish it? I skipped to the end. I can't. Oh, so you did skip to the end. I did. So you saw what happened? Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. Jeff did. Okay. I don't ship Chakotay in seven. I think it was stupid. Yeah. Okay. No. I didn't see it, but okay. okay. I mean, I don't I don't see the, the, the hey, ship. Hey, by the way, they hook up. <laughs> I, I don't see the ship there. I don't get it. I like lower decks. Does that count? I've never seen that. <gasps> I like lower decks. Yeah. Lower decks Aww. is fun. I'll I need to get it. caught up on lower decks. Lower decks is quick. And yeah. easy and hilarious. Yeah. That's it's why I like really my sex. fast though. <laughs> Quick and easy and hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Good on you, Stephen. He makes tired. me laugh. What can I say? I've reached the sad. <laughs> no, point I don't of have life time for long sex. In bed. <laughs> I I just don't have Who time, has time for long sex. Much, Nobody just... has time for long sex. Has time for sex at all lately? I'm the kids could wake tired. up any second. <laughs> I know. This is why I need my porn on Twitter. The last time we had sex, the cat jumped on us. I... <laughs> oh, the cat's not allowed in our room for that. Miss Kitty needed some action. She thought, I think she thought we were just like Look, wrestling and she wanted to wrestle. Why did you name your cat that? Miss Kitty? She needed some action? That is just Miss, so dirty. Miss Kitty Rose. She did. That's her name. You know. Both of them. Both of them needed some action. She's right back there. Blending in <laughs> with her little tree. <laughs> Sound asleep. Oh my goodness. Wow. We've derailed like a lot. What are we talking about today? I don't I don't know. <laughs> so we're doing a top three episode of oh, Christmas yeah. 
fix, which. Yes, because we are not going to bombard you with 12 days or 24 days <laughs> you just or get them all at once. <laughs> crazy insanity. So, yeah, we're just going to drop them all at once. And you can space them out as you wish. Yes. Yes. Because I think this is dropping on the 15th. Yes. So you've got 10 days. So we will make sure that you have maybe 10 days of audio if you're lucky. I'm sure some of them will be redrops. So, um, yeah. I might have recorded 11 new fix. Jesus Christ. And then I have three that are redrops. How and do one you? I, and, how do, and one that I can't get permission for. So I'm saying screw Kristen it. works a full time job and then some. BT dub. How? I've been working on it for like a month and a half. Oh, fine. That's it. I just I can't. I haven't recorded I any of mine yet because I was afraid that someone was going to record something, mm. and then I was going to fuck it up. So I have. <laughs> I just take the chances that you guys aren't going to do the long ones. That I, do. <laughs> I have twenty days. I have twenty days for my voice to rehabilitate itself because I don't want to be all nasally and gross when I'm recording yeah. this stuff with the teaching. And then I had a cold with like, mm -hmm. it wasn't a bad cold. Okay. It kind of was, but it, it just lasted forever, forever because of the post nasal drip and my mm -hmm. throat, I, I come home and I'm like, my throat is so sore from being like, settle down everyone settle because nobody listens to you because you're the sub. Yep. And, um, my throat is so sore. I recorded for the first time a couple days ago, a long one. Kristen, mm. okay, <laughs> like an hour edited. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, wow. Um, no, but I was very proud. Um, that is long. I and and I was like, I don't care. I have a scratchy voice. It is what it is. Everyone's gonna deal with it. Um, they're gonna think you sound wonderful. I am so sexy with my scratchy See? voice. Um, but yeah, I I recorded for the first time in probably almost a month. It's just been crazy. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. You'll get there too, Rachel. What? Are you looking at my? Yes. <laughs> That's your. You shouldn't be looking. Whatever. We don't, cheating, we don't Rachel. have any of the overlap. Cheating. I wasn't going to look at that. I was going to look at. Lies. I recorded. I had half an hour, so I uploaded mine. Rachel's. 48 minutes. I, I recorded one of Leah's. There's a couple out there that I have. SVU fix. It was 48. That's the longest one I've done in a very long time. There's three that I was planning to still do. And one that isn't finished being edited. Mm -hmm. That aren't up yet. So if those overlap, you can have them. Oh, I got to <sighs> Sorry. I keep wanting to sit with my left foot with my like left leg up. And I just... I can only do it for short spurts because it, yeah. it hurts. Okay. We right. really need to jump in here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. That's me. <laughs> okay. So top three Christmas fic. Um, this one was probably easier than it should have been and yet still took me longer than it probably should mm. have. I'm a last minute girl. What can I say? Oh, that's fair. <laughs> um okay so my top three or my number three of my top three christmas fix list is snow and sparrows by sulvin i've never known mm -hmm. if i'm actually saying that properly mm -hmm. it is 3400 words it's on ao3 it is rated teen um and it was written, most of these were all written for exchanges, actually. So in the, the beginning of the story is like a memory where Mulder is like, he goes outside in the middle, uh, kind of like in the early morning, um, and it's really snowy on Christmas Day. And he's young and maybe like 12 or so. And he sees this, he sees like blood on like in the snow. And it's the sparrow who had been like, who had hurt themselves and fallen or something and had been killed. Mm -hmm. And um, it's this like huge moment for him. And, but he ends up 
going back in the house, taking off his boots, and he remembers all of these other things, but he doesn't remember if if he buried it, if he did anything to, like, you know, per- help, whatever. And then it, like, jumps to, like, pre-cancer. Um, Scully is, like, you know, there at work, and she gets a nosebleed, and they're, you know, worried about, you know, it's kind of, he's just, like, worrying about her mortality and how she tries to hide it from him because she's got, you know, there's this blood and she's broken. And and then you jump to post-cancer, and I think this is the Christmas right before Millennium, where Mulder stops by on Christmas to give her a gift, and she opens the door, and she's just got this massively bloody nose. And this is, like, what, three years post-cancer arc? Mm-hmm. She's, like, holding a towel to her face, and there's blood everywhere. And he just, like panics he's like it's it's christmas day and now he's just like stricken and just thinking that like her cancer is back and she assures him that it isn't and they open gifts that they said that they weren't gonna get for each other because you know that happens in every fan fiction about christmas with Mulder and scully but he ends up giving her this porcelain sparrow which is like you know perfect and whole and you know healthy as whatever it's it's like it's a metaphor for scully and how she's fine now and she's whole and healthy and it's just kind of like a symbol for his healing and how he wants to be around to make sure she's okay and they have like a tender moment and then obviously as we all know they kiss on new year's day like seven days later so but it's it's sweet and it's just it's interesting and clever the way she just kind of like pulled those together and i love a good metaphor um and i suck and i don't have a quote for this one i really like her stuff yeah and i don't know how this one slipped through the cracks uh because i love her stuff she's great yeah i just I read it a long time ago Hmm. or Mm -hmm. or maybe when it came out originally. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I forgot about that one. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm going to make faces. Just don't mind me. I woke up with a Charlie horse the other night and like slapped Trevor (laughs) across the chest like, I have a Charlie horse. It hurts. And he's like, what do you want me to do? (laughs) Like at three in the morning. I I want you to snap your fingers and make it all better. (laughs) Damn it. I don't think that works. <clears throat> hey, Kristen. Hey. What's your number three? My number three, which I think might cross over with someone, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Fairy Skippence by Slippin' Mickey's. Yeah, oh, fuck me. No. no. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I thought for sure it would be on someone else's. Never mind. Um, it is Why? Because almost... it's Casey and we like to <laughs> <Yeah. I mean, laughs> put her on all of these lists. <laughs> I, you know, it was a fair uh, assumption. It really was. Uh, 8K rated explicit. It is part of one of the Secret Santa fanfic exchanges. And in it, it's early in Mulder, Mulder and Scully's relationship. And Mrs. Scully has found out that they're together and tells Dana to invite Fox to Christmas at the house. And he agrees to go. He's excited to go. But Scully's kind of apprehensive. She's acting weird. She's being distant. And it's because she doesn't know how to be with him in like a public setting around her family. And it's just, it's a, it's almost like a slice of life day in the life of where she's learning to navigate her relationship and her family at the same time. Um, it's very sweet. It's not too long. I do have a quote. Um, where is it? So Scully's gone outside to basically escape everything. She feels like Mulder's being too um, touchy-feely almost. And she feels like her family is just too much. So she's outside and her mom comes to join her. And her mom says, how long? Have you been together? Didn't need to be said. Scully breathed out a column of vapor dissipating into the air. Not very, she answered. Maggie Scully smiled and looked out onto her small white yard. I'm glad, she said. Bill's not, Scully said softly. Bill doesn't understand what you have, her mother said, looking at her significantly. I don't know if anyone... Wait. 
I don't know if anyone really can other than the two of you, she went on. Scully tucked her chin to her chest, not able to meet her mother's eyes. That man loves you, Dana. With the kind of unquestionable forever love any of my kids would be lucky to see in the world, much less experience. I'm glad Fox is here with us for the holidays. She reached out and ran her hand up and down her daughter's arm. I hope you are too. Uh, <clears throat> and then it does go on where um, Bill starts to come around a little bit. And at the end, um, he tells her he loves her. And Scully says something along the lines of, if you love something, you're supposed to let it go and see if it comes back. And he said, but you always do come back. So It's sweet. It's Casey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Solid, solid. Yeah. Totally. Solid. Definitely. Okay. And my number three is Amassing Memories by Red 2007. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's the first one that came to my mind when we started. Wow. I don't do know if yeah. I, I, I will admit here, I don't know if I've read this one of Rachel. <laughs> so I will be totally I've honest. read it. <laughs> you read Rachel it? first read it to me through the podcast and I was listening. I'm like, oh, it's cute. Okay. And uh, yeah, she got angsty on me and I was oh. like, oh, hello, Rachel. I see you. <laughs> and uh, it really stuck with me, but it, she, she, well, let's, let's dive into the story a little bit. So this one is, um, Mature 6,404 words already recorded for the podcast for those who want to listen. Um, it hurts just right. Um, it's that post I want to believe Mulder and, Scully, Mulder and Scully are settled into their unremarkable home. Mulder is kind of moody and depressed and Scully thinks that maybe attending the hospital um, hmm. holiday party will help him and their relationship get out of this funk that they're in. Uh, but in attending, they get into an argument over Diana, which like, hi, Rachel, I see you and you see me. Um, yeah. And I, I was totally into it anyway. Um, so throughout the story, Rachel gives us this, uh, these glimpses of their life on the run lonely, sad, dependent, but also very loving. Um, so one Christmas in Mexico, Mulder tracks down these Christmas globes, uh, like the ones Scully's parents used to have. And hold on, I'm just reading my notes. Oh, and, and then, um, they have to leave them all behind, um, just because they're always on the run. You can't get attached to everything. So, I have a quote for that, but I'm not sure if I want to read that quote or another one. They're both good. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to read this one. There was no sense in collecting where they'd gone, how they'd gone. No spare room, no safe corner of the world in which to hide her treasures. Twice they'd had to up and abandon their covers to move under threat of being discovered. Her favorite mug, their first Christmas decorations, a postcard her mother would have loved a photo of William. She learned very, she learned very early on the run to detach herself emotionally from everything in her world, save for Mulder. So they get into this fight and, uh, she's then gone for a little while. I, she's like spending more time at the hospital. She comes home to this beautiful Christmas scene in their home, a grand gesture from Mulder. And he'd recreated or not recreated. I'm sorry. He'd created his own kind of like winter wonderland in their house. And, um, he had bought Christmas globes, not exactly like the ones from Mexico. And it just meant so much to Scully. So there, there's the angst, but it also ends on a very happy note. Um, yeah, I just, I, I really, it, it stuck with me from like when I first heard it and yeah, don't look like that. It was really good. <laughs> Well, thank you. It was really good. Definitely stuck with me. I have, I'm going to interject here. I have really crazy, interesting memories of that day because I finished, I think it's four chapters and I was recording them and just like crazy ass moments. And the fourth chapter I recorded in my car at my mom's, I had 
we what? we'd gotten there for Christmas, like Christmas Eve night. Hmm. And I we got everything in. I got the kids inside. And I'm like, I need to go spend 20 minutes in my car. Don't ask questions. Just keep my kids. <laughs> and so I went out and I recorded it in my car. I had just finished writing it that morning. And then I went in because I had to post it like the day, the next day or something on the podcast and or by six o'clock. And I went right in and got on my laptop and then edited it and then uploaded everything all within the span of like 45 minutes. It was a it was crazy. That was a crazy that that story. And I'm so happy that you did. Well, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was unexpected. So I have. <laughs> okay. So my number two is great. And I don't want the scarce, scant description that I'm going to offer you to make you think that it's not good because it mm. is. There's not a ton to say about it. And I always feel, I feel like that sometimes. So my number two is Unexpected Gifts by Emerald Soleil. It is 40 thick, 40 thick, 40 thick. <laughs> I can't even blame the cold on that one. 4,600 words. It's on AO3. Um, it is general audiences. This was also for a uh, Christmas exchange. Okay. So there's not... There's not like a huge amount to it. Mulder and Scully get snowed in at Maggie Scully's house. And the roads are really bad. And like he was like dropping off Scully, but he can't leave. So he's just kind of stuck there. And so they're kind of having this, you know, just typical, normal Scully family, whatever moment. Um, And... The family goes to church. Scully stays behind with Mulder and they have this, you know, conversation about belief and faith and how Scully feels like she's kind of lost hers and how, you know, he has faith in her and, and all of that. And they end up, you know, falling asleep on the couch and Maggie wakes him up the next morning and Scully's like laying on him like on his thigh or something. And she comes in and she has a gift for him and she gives it to him. Like while Scully is still like laying there sleeping and she gives him, and I don't know why I like these, see this, whatever. Apparently this is going to be a longer description than I thought it was going to be. I don't know why I like these like faith stories because I basically don't have any anymore. So maybe that's why, but he, she gives him just like a medallion of like St. Anthony and tells him that he's the one who helps make miracles and she prays to him for both of them all of the time and there's that makes me want to look up another line anyways but it's 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 so sweet and it's just this this beautiful little moment between them that's just kind of unexpected so yeah there's that and I do have a quote this is where uh Maggie gives him the gift and she's kind of explaining. Um, Dana doesn't tell me much about her work anymore. Part of me is thankful for that, though I wonder if I could possibly worry more than I do already. But I pray for her, for both of you, every day. We pray to St. Anthony for miracles when all seems lost, for help when we need it most. I know you aren't Catholic, Fox, but I hope you'll accept it in the spirit it's given. We both had our share of miracles, he thinks, about his mad race across Antarctica about every detail that line, that had lined up perfectly to allow him to dig her out of the ice and bring her home. He thinks about the charcoal husks of the, on the bridge of Ruskin Dam. He thinks about the tiny, inexplicable circuit nestled next to her spinal cord, holding the devil at bay. It's just, ah, oh, it's so beautifully written. And I'd never read anything by this person before. Her name is Heather. She's on Twitter, I guess. I don't know. Is it Heather Wells? I don't know. No. Yes. No. I don't know. I have no idea. I had never, I I'd never, ever heard of them before. But so this was like a super pleasant surprise. It was so sweet and everybody should read it because, because, just because. All right. So 
I'll take your sweetness and just go totally Shit on the direction. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> Ouch. My, my number two. Am is... I surprised? No. No, not really. My number two is Facing Forever by Jessa Mayren, who I hadn't really heard of before. Um, it's part of the Tumblr Xmas Files Creative Exchange from 2017. And uh, warning on this fic, there is um, major character death. Yeah. So Merry fic- Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Um, and a happy new year you know because what's christmas without a little character death um (laughs) so it's christmas day and Mulder wakes up and it's been three months since scully died and Mulder's not (laughs) sorry i was looking at annie's face (laughs) serious here scully's dead i'm gonna mute now So it's been three months since Scully died. Um, She was killed in the line of duty. And he's trying to figure out how to go on without her. And he's been drinking a lot, um, not eating, not taking care of himself. And he leaves the house because he's like, I can't be here. I can't stay in this house today. And he's out wandering. He ends up in a church and... um, he has this moment with the priests in the church that kind of brings things into clarity for him. Um, it's a pretty short story and I don't, I don't really want to give away too much because I don't know. I know we do spoilers, but I don't know. I feel like people should read it because I it's mean, 10 13 and I have to go threaten my children. So carry on. Okay. You guys do your thing. <laughs> Cause the priest is trying to talk to him about, god and how god is there and Mulder's like i don't believe in god essentially uh and then he leaves the church but he's remembering some of the things the priest said and he's in the park and this woman walks up to him and is like do you want to buy flowers and it ends up she's selling what in the story anyway was scully's favorite flower and he feels like it's some sort of sign that he needs to start moving on and he buys the flowers from her and he makes his way to the cemetery where he hasn't been since she died and it kind of leaves off there. Um, what, um, I guess, what season or what era is this? It would be post um, her having William because Ooh, okay. in it, um, William had been given up for adoption. Okay. And he said he doesn't have a son anymore and then he doesn't have a wife. And in it, they were married. But oh, okay. So it, it's post season nine okay but i think it i it reads to me that it's pre the movie okay for the second movie but it doesn't specifically have a time frame on it uh i'll just read the beginning of it a little bit it had been three months she died three months ago three months ago she died so she was dead he looked at her side the bed the place where she lay it still smelled like her had gotten undisturbed for many months, not like he slept there anyway, or slept at all. He ran his hand slowly over the coverlet, moved them up over the pillow, memorizing the contours of her body. They'd made love the morning she was killed. He could still remember her throaty laughter washing over him, her bright smile, her half-lids as she came, the parted mouth he couldn't stop kissing. He hadn't wanted her to leave, to go into the FBI, to hell with them, and this country. They deserved to be happy. So, all right that's heavy yeah a little, little heaviness for your yeah Christmas. i mean i i, I feel fine. like i think i've done a character death the past two years so i needed hmm. to continue with it merry christmas merry christmas <laughs> all right Annie. my number two is not that heavy but it's <laughs> it's a little angsty uh i chose white winter hymnals by audrey's and that is just over ten thousand words rated g no sexy time. So this takes Mulder through 12 Christmases, 12 years, I guess. Um, is it 12 years? Hold on. 2004 to, oh, I don't know where it ends, but 
Um, it takes them through 12 Christmases together, starting with the unremarkable house in 2004. And it, like I said, it takes them through the years tackling the loss of William. Um, they're falling deeper in love, making traditions of chopping down Christmas trees and drinking hot chocolate. Christmas is alone on the run. Yeah, I guess it would be on the run in 2004 um, with the family, without family again, when Maggie dies. And then through like their breakup and reconciliation, um, it's hard to like really take you through the story because it's more a collection of um, moments and themes running throughout than an actual plot. Uh, but just know that hot chocolate features heavily into this. Um, some other, I don't know. I'm trying to think how to properly describe it. But anyway, um, it really pulls at your emotions more than like takes you on a journey. Um, and there are some sweet moments. There's some angsty ones. They, for instance, the first time that they ever chop down a tree for Christmas, they encounter a little boy who is just astounded by this really tall tree. And of course, Scully just like freezes. She can't really talk to him. Mulder does all the talking. And um, he, obviously she's thinking of William. Uh, it takes you through when the invasion was supposed to happen or colonization, whatever was supposed to happen, it didn't happen. Mulder's depression. And, um, I, I don't feel like, like I said, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm doing it justice. It's just such a, it made me feel things, you know? Uh, but it was, it was really good. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm not doing it justice. I know I've said that like three times now. Anyway, I'll take you to a quote then. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Mulder buzzes around the house and the shed, checks the contacts on the internet and asks if she's discussed the plan with her mother. I'm talking about colonization, obviously. He had told her years ago that he wasn't certain anymore, that there was a chance they'd been misled, led in circles. At the time... In the new breath of spring, she'd been glad, relieved to have an eternity with him here in this house. She is realizing now that that had, I'm sorry. She is realizing now that that was the wrong assumption, that their future plans had always involved living on borrowed time. That last time they had tried to live past the world not ending, he'd left her. Um, and... Sorry, there's a couple more quotes. I'm trying to pick ones that aren't terribly long. She can feel the nervous energy coming off him in peaks and valleys. He used to get like this before a new case, unbalanced and erratic. He's excited, she realizes, not afraid. He disappears into the office, muttering something about checking in with someone named Newt. She leans back against the counter, letting water from the sink spill all over onto her shirt. She used to wish for an endless life here, world without end. That is not what she wants anymore. So she's slowly starting to realize how much this is affecting him. And then it goes on to say, in the shower, she lets him talk to her about vaccines and immunity. When they're both soap warm and clean, he looks at her seriously, brushing wet hair out of her eyes and tells her they're going to be okay. She knows he means alive, safe, together after the big apocalypse hits. She does not tell him that is exactly what she's afraid of. Um, and it feels, reading these, it feels disjointed because like I said, there are so many like themes running throughout and it kind of like all ties together through the years. Um, but it's really beautifully written. Just Audrey's is amazing. Yeah. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've read this one, but highly recommend it. And this is the one that I ended up recording 10,000 words. So yeah, it's a great one. That's awesome. It's happy in the end. 
Okay. Well, I tried to say that's awesome, but it just came out as, uh. <laughs> It is awesome. I'm sorry <laughs> about your voice. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, yeah, no, I love Audrey's stuff. They're fantastic. I have a couple that I still need to record that I've got on the list. Blackberries or something? Is that mm-hmm. one of those? Yeah. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh my God, we're on number ones already. Mm-hmm. Already. Already. <laughs> I mean, it's only been an hour, but we still have to get through honorable mentions and all of your ones. They'll be quick. Yep. I'll be fast. I don't have a lot of honorable mentions, so uh, I'll be super fast. I've got one, two, three, four, five. It's fine. Um, okay, so my number one, this go round. I can't say that this is like my favorite ever, but like in this haul, it definitely was the standout, which is totally not like me because it is far too fluffy, (laughs) but it's, (laughs) I'm balancing out Kristen's major character, character death (laughs) over here. I chose On the Revolutions of the Heavenly Spheres by Blue Sumatra. Mm -hmm. Sumatra. How do we say that? Blue, no one knows. You're amazing. Blue Samutra. Yep. That. I would say just call them BS. Right there. But that doesn't work. <laughs> so it is uh, 7,500 words. It is rated mature because there's a little bit of sexy stuff. So the premise of this of the story is Mulder didn't leave, and so he was there for the pregnancy. He was there for William. And Scully is, like, teaching at Quantico and maybe, like, part-time on the X-Files. Is that what I read? I don't remember. Anyways, but they have a kid. They have William, and they're both there. And they're in this just kind of... I'm not going to spoil that part because that's the quote I'm going to read. Anyways, Maggie is William's babysitter most of the time um, because they're, you know, busy parents. And they're doing these things. And she extends to scully this invitation to come over for the scully you know family dinner and holiday festivities and then she kind of adds Mulder as an afterthought and it it just kind of strikes scully like really irritatingly because Mulder's been in her life for like what at this point like seven eight years like they've been through all of these things together They have a kid together. They live together. She's like, she feels like he deserves more than that. So she kind of decides to tell him later, like, I don't, I don't want to go. I just, I want to stay here. I don't want to. So they make this agreement that they're going to like, just stop over for a bit. And then they're going to do their own holiday thing. So Mulder decides that he is going to take it upon himself to just take over the whole holiday, you know? the tree the shopping the food like everything he's gonna do this whole thing and scully's like okay sure so anything that like can go wrong like with him planning this kind of does they end up with like a charlie brown tree and it's just it's more difficult than he thought it was gonna be and scully gets stuck doing this uh like an autopsy so they're like running late to her mom's house but like there's all these things But then there's this moment where when they're over at her mom's house before they go home and she overhears her mom telling, telling her friends, you know, what a, what an amazing help that Mulder is and how he's a great dad and how he's, he's there for all these things. And Scully gets, you know, kind of wistful and somebody asks her if they're going to get married and she's like, you know, I don't really know that that's for us. And Mulder's, like, seeing this exchange between them, but she doesn't know it. And she's like, I just don't think that that's for us. And then she, like, she kind of, like, rubs her nose. And he's like, she's lying. Like, this is something that she actually wants. So they have this moment, and then they go home. Maybe there's a proposal. Maybe it's kind of fluffy. Whatever. <laughs> but it's it ends super happy. And it's so sweet. And it's just, it's beautifully written. And it's just kind of everything. Like you've got Scully family and 
who doesn't want Mulder to be there for William? We all did. And sexy times. And yeah, it's wonderful. And I have one quote. Marriage is not something they've discussed. Cohabitation, like parenthood, like their relationship itself, is something they've stumbled into almost by accident. In ever-increasing circles, they moved from salacious touches, to kisses, to fucking, to making love. All of it without discussion. When she fell pregnant, an immaculate conception against all odds, they accepted it on face value. Unexpected, but definitely not unwanted. There was never a conversation about how things would be when the baby arrived. He just hung around, and she let him. But Scully deserves more than a life built on happenstance. The fates might have brought them together, but it's their commitment to one another that will keep them together. Today, tomorrow, and always. He chooses her. And it's about time you make sure she knows it. It's cute, and it's sweet. And, yes, it is achingly fluffy. That's a good one. It is. And I very much enjoyed it. So there you go. I'm a fluffster. I don't even know who you are anymore. I know. What's going on with me? Maybe it's just something that you needed in this moment. This time. I mean, you know. I knew I was going to break my bones and (laughs) get sick. And, you know, I just needed to feel happy, I guess. That's okay. Yes. I need I knew I needed to balance out the major character death. <laughs> That's gonna be well, my job now. I I will see your number one by Blue Samutra and give you my number one Unavia by Blue Samutra. <laughs> I knew that was gonna come up. I was wondering um, if someone would pick it. Uh nineteen K mature. Um and in this one. Mulder and Scully have gotten together. It's 1999. And Scully invites Mulder home to her house for Christmas. Um, he has a little bit of hesitation because Bill's going to be there. But she really wants him to come. And so, of course, he does. Um, They get there. Charlie's there with his family. Charlie's very accepting of Mulder. Maggie's super happy Mulder's there. Bill's obviously not happy about it and um as the time goes on at one point they're playing out back and matthew who's bill's child wanders off and has disappeared and they're looking all over for him and they end up finding him down by this lake that's behind maggie's house there's like a break in the fence and he got out and Mulder just dives right in to save him and Bill is actually thoroughly impressed by it because Bill like froze essentially. And it ends up starting to turn things around in Mulder's relationship with Bill. And at one point, Bill and Charlie and Mulder all stay up getting drunk all night and um, basically having a good time. Mulder and Scully keep trying to have sex and can't find time to have sex because they keep getting interrupted by family. Um, And then Christmas is over and they're back to work. This is essentially the way it ends. Uh, First quote. Um, They're in Scully's bedroom and starts, um, when did your parents move here? He asks, voice barely more than a whisper. Summer of 81. I'd already started at Berkeley, but my father wouldn't let me stay on the West Coast on my own, so I had to switch to UMD. I was so pissed. When it came applying for medical school, I wouldn't look at anything east of Chicago. I was only here for a year before I started Stanford. Mulder smiles at the thought of 18-year-old Dana Scully, desperate for independence. I guess I never thought of you as a California girl before tonight. If the FBI hadn't come along, I'd probably still be over there, she admits. It'd been a long time since he could imagine his life without her in it. It's been a long time since he even tried. Then the other quote. uh, Bill, Dana is looking at him with a frown and he realizes he's been staring. He shakes his head. Sorry, long day. I'm going to get a drink. In the kitchen, he leans over the sink and collects himself. He's not used to 
He's not used to feeling this swirl of emotion. Ours not to reason why. None of them, not even Fox Mulder with his obsession with the paranormal, can go back in time and change the past. They are where they are. Dad's gone, Missy's gone, but Dana's still here. Charlie's making noises about coming home, and Mom is in great shape and loving life. He has a wonderful wife and the child they'd always long for. Maybe it's enough. So it's just, it, it's happy Christmas fluff. Everyone comes around and is happy at the end. And eventually Mulder and Scully get to have sex. <laughs> but there's a little bit of bill tension there. There's, there's a little bit. It's not like pure, sweet. No, no, fluff. it's not pure fluff. It's got yeah. your stereotypical bill tension, but mm-hmm. if it's under it. that holiday theme, you know. Mm-hmm. Tara, who, you know, loves Mulder and Bill not so sure. And Matthew loves Mulder. Everyone loves Mulder, but Bill. It's about right. Till the end. He just had to jump in freezing water and get hypothermia, saving his son. And it's all good. It's all good. Which is exactly something that Mulder would do. So it is. It is. It is. It it really is. Just (laughs) jump in without even thinking. Yeah. Yep. And it's recorded. Dina recorded it, I think. Yes. 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 Yes, she did. I lost my page. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I pressed something. Okay. Sorry. She did record it and she did a great job. She did. Was that last Christmas? It was. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. I know, yeah. right? I know. I know. No. Yeah. It hasn't been a year. Yeah. It, it has. It, it, I mean, has. just shy, but yeah. Still yeah. a month. Oh my God. Where did this year go? I really don't know. That's crazy. Like, I remember when she was excited that she was done with it. Yes. All right. My number one, it was a toss up between two syntax six fix. And I chose mistletoe madness just because the other one was a a little too sad to be a number one. (laughs) No major character death, but... I went with Mistletoe Madness. It is 3,621 words and rated E for everyone on Omniscribe. And this one is, I chose it because it is just fraught with fun tension. Um, So Mulder and Scully each arrive to their basement office individually at two different times and realize that someone has put mistletoe at the entrance of their office. Mulder thinks it was Scully. Scully thinks it was Mulder. And they each wonder, what does this mean? Is it a sign? Does he want me to kiss her? Does she want me to kiss him? How do I act? Of course, they're awkward. Absolutely. All day. Um, Scully's a little like standoffish. Mulder is fumbling and weird and like doesn't quite know what to do both acting like idiots trying to be polite while also trying to avoid each other um i it, it's just so different than really any other of the christmas stories that i read so obviously i had to pick it plus it's joanna um anyway at the end Skinner comes down to the office and Mulder, once he's gone, I think he invites them to the, oh no, you know what, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of another fic where he invites them to the Christmas party. Anyway, he comes, Skinner comes down for some reason. And once he leaves, Mulder accuses Scully of trying to kiss Skinner um, with the mistletoe. Uh, And it turns out that the cleaning crew I guess the two of them have something going on and they're the ones who have put something up, but you don't find out till the very end after Mulder and Scully are already gone. Super cute, kind of tensiony, but not like dark angsty tension, just like fun, silly, really well-written tension. Um, yeah, that's my number one. Love me some tension. Gotta love it. Absolutely. So we're down to our uh, honorable mentions. Yes. 
as I think we were very efficient today. We were. Yes. I love efficiency. Have you met me? Okay. I'm going to read the quote. It's my first one. And I'm going to barrel through the rest of them. (laughs) Because it's funny. Okay. So for my honorable mentions, this one really could have gone in my top three. But I didn't at the last minute. But it is Mary by Soft Now, which is also recorded. It is 1,000 words. It's on AO3. It is mature. (laughs) Sex in the pantry at Margaret Scully's house with a house full of Scullies in the other room. So it is a delightful romp with an almost caught moment, which is hilarious. Uh, It's sexy and it's clever and it's fun. And you should read it because, because. No less than six cans end up dented on the floor, and a half-empty box of spaghetti spills everywhere. She scores his back with her festive red nails, and later tonight, he will kiss the blooming purplish bruise on her tailbone, where he's pounding her into the crackers and cookie shelf. He manages, only barely, to seal his mouth over hers just as she shatters, swallowing her little gasps and squeals of pleasure before gifting her with his own. It's just... It's just hilarious and hot and just, yeah, no, it's, everybody go read it. Um, Also, because who doesn't love angsty? Obviously me. Evergreen by Aloysia Vergata. 1600 words, AO3, it's general audiences. And it's, it's, it's set at Christmas. But like, I mean... It's not a Christmas fic. It is a Christmas fic. It's that's it, it, why it's in my honorable mentions. Mulder and Scully are at a bar after a case, and you know Elijah, she just writes so fucking well. And um, it's like around Christmas time, and they're just kind of contemplating things and meeting with family. And Tara's gonna have a baby, and Scully's dealing with kids that she wants or doesn't want, or can't have or all of these things um and just she needs like a gentle reminder that she is like much more than her limitations and yeah so there's really just a snippet of christmas but it's amazing i'm going to f up this name really badly uh insolentio veritas i'm gonna be a job by kina who i've never heard of it's 1900 words. It's on AO3, general audiences. And this one, like your number, maybe it was your number two, Annie. There's really not a lot to say about it. It's just Mulder and Scully sharing Christmas gifts with each other. Okay. It's just Mulder and Scully sharing Christmas gifts with each other throughout the years, um, starting in 93. And I think it ends at like nine, like 2017, maybe. But it's really sweet, and it's interesting because in the notes, the author says that it was translated from Russian. She did a hell of a job. Interesting. So I don't know if she was originally written in Russian, but like, it's written. It's written really well. Um, but that was great. Merry Little Christmases by Spooky Nerd, which is uh just under three thousand words. Um, AO3, general audiences, wherein Mulder hates Christmas, but Scully loves it. And it kind of tells the story of how over time, like, he's growing in love with her. And then he also grows to love Christmas, too, and, like, helps her celebrate it at the end. It's super sweet. And then my last one is Miracle at Charlotte Douglas International Airport by MSR After Dark. Uh, 2200-ish, AO3, general audiences, Mulder and Scully get trapped at an airport on Christmas Eve, and Mulder basically moves heaven and earth to get them on flights back to Annapolis so that she can see her family for Christmas, and then she ends up inviting him to stay, and it's just super sweet. They're, you know, just cute. And that's all she wrote. All right. I'm going to try to be quick here. So... I also have Mary by Soft Now. I second everything Rachel said, and I'm moving on. Uh, I've got Spencer's Christmas Gift by MSR After Dark. Uh, 1,100 words, teen and up. In it, Mulder and Scully run into each other at Spencer's Gift, shopping for each other. And it's just cute and funny. 
I have Wearing Icicles by Anne Sewell Jennings. It's on Gossamer. And it's Scully's gone to spend Christmas with her family. And she feels like no one in her family understands her. And she ends up spending a long night on the phone with Mulder um, and tells a really sweet story about how her and Melissa used to wear icicles as jewelry. They used to pretend they were diamonds. I have A Little Love by Only the Inevitable on AO3, Teen and Up. Uh, 7,700 words, roughly. Scully and Mulder get stuck in a hotel because there's bad weather and he can't get her home in time for Christmas. So he gives her Christmas in the hotel. He cuts down a tree, gives her coupons. Um, they end up confessing their feelings to each other. Uh, Do It On My Twin Bed by Only the Inevitable, explicit on AO3. Uh, again, I guess I have a theme. Um, Scully takes Mulder home for Christmas and they have sex on her bed. It's really all there is to it. Reborn by Fresh Tart on AO3 general audiences. This almost made my top three list. Uh, in it, it's a year after Emily's died and um, Scully's having a breakdown. And she um, starts, she has this whole dream that Emily lived and they spent Christmas with Mulder and Mulder's trying to get in touch with her. She's ignoring her phone and she's just kind of like locked in this um, fantasy. And he finally goes to her house and, you know, comforts her and helps her get through Emily's death. Christmas Eve by Ice Tea in the Bag. Um, it's hot. It's explicit. Um really just a lot of sex on christmas I'll can't go wrong wow christmas eve and other stories by rational cashew um it takes you through like the 12 days of christmas um yeah worse than rush hour on the 95 by fridays at nine it's the lead up to Mulder and scully spending christmas in the haunted house and finally i love any christmas fic by baroness blixen I, I, you, you can't go wrong with Baroness Blixen Christmas fic. I just kind of highlighted a Christmas tale in which Mulder and Scully end up taking care of a child whose um, parents were killed on Christmas Eve when they finish a case out of town. Um, then there's Be Brave, where Maggie's telling Scully, you know, you got to put your fear aside and tell Mulder you love him. And Cookie Love, where Scully's jealous, thinking that Mulder likes a woman that's at a church cookie sale. Just love Scully jealousy. And that's mine. See? Fast. How Shit. many was that? Um, 20. One, two, no. <laughs> 12. It was fast, though. Wow. It was fast. It was fast. I was highly impressed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Try to right. be efficient. I like Christmas fic, I guess. Sorry. You do. It's fine. <sighs> My honorable mentions, I only have three. The first one is Staff Christmas Party by Sari Ferry, mm -hmm. which is uh, rated teen, 1,990 words. Um, basically, Scully gets jealous uh, after getting a little drunk at the Staff Christmas Party. Um, she wants Mulder all to herself, and that's... That's that story. Um, Silver Bells by Reveille, which was so close to being in my top three, but I found, um, what's it called? <laughs> White Winter Hymnals. <laughs> um, and this one, this one was very different as well, but lacked the angst that I love so much. Um, it's 5,000 words. I don't have what it's rated, but it's probably G or PG or something. Um, and in it, basically, Scully is she takes a cab ride or not a cab ride. She takes a, a ride from a bunch of like older ladies who end up being ghosts and it's silly and it's fun. She takes a, a ride over to Mulder's house and it's just something I didn't expect because it was just very different than any other story that I'd read. And then a midnight clear by syntax six, which is, I thought it took place right after her cancer it or during her cancer, it actually takes place right after Scully is returned from the abduction and she wants to be reinstated. Mulder won't sign off on it, but they're also Christmas tree shopping, which is a really strange 
conversation to be having while you're trying to happily shop for Christmas trees. Um, and I, I did record this one, um, gosh, a long time ago. And it, it stuck out to me, obviously, because it's, um, it's Joanna. Like, I don't know what, what more can you say? It's Joanna. If you haven't read Joanna stuff, syntax six, go read it. Oh, and you know what? I lied. I do actually have one more that I just remembered what it was. It's called miles away by skulls. And I couldn't remember the name of this forever. It's, um, teen and up 15, 80 words and basically Mulder and Scully never come out of the house and how the ghost stole Christmas. And I couldn't remember, I didn't want to ask you guys. And so I went to lost and found and someone just emailed me (laughs) to tell me what it is. Awesome. That's all she wrote. Cool. That's quite a long list for us. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot. Thanks everybody for joining us for this special holiday edition of AFP top three. Hope you guys have a fantastic holiday season and stay safe.